tick tick boom that how you're supposed to say it yeah it's like all lowercase so it's like tick, they, tick. they styled yeah they boom. styled it as like lowercase tick comma lowercase tick dot 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 and then a space after the dot 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 and then all caps boom and an exclamation point mm-hmm. it's a lot it's a it's, lot to consider i mean uh, it's a title that just is really loud and yeah. aggressive and passionate in your face and that is uh that's mirroring the oh, film oh that, that sounds familiar yeah, yeah. <laughs> now this is the first film directed by lin manuel miranda he's never directed a feature film before of course it's not like miranda has never directed something i mean the guy did in the heights um, hamilton yeah he didn't direct the stage performances i don't think he did he well i mean it, it gets a little bit like on the line of like what do you consider a director right because if you if you consider a director like the chief creative visionary behind a movie i think that it counts now if you're being super technical about it and being like all right well you know was he the person who really ushered in you know the cinematographer the editor like the more film related things yeah sure that's not really a part of it but no i i think that you can stretch that definition a little bit more no i guess i don't know if you want to be pedantic there is like something he directed oh i always want to be pedantic uh, there's like some thing he directed in the nineties. I'm trying to figure out what the title is, but it's like a 60 minute student film, which you can yeah, argue was, was young his in first the nineties. <laughs> yeah. He wasn't uh, making Clayton's friends. Okay. It's a 60 minute film from 1996 that he directed. And I believe he wrote, is it so, available to watch anywhere? Like, does he have it on YouTube? I could not find it. I, so, I don't I mean, want to find it. We got enough Lin-Manuel Miranda content to last us right. for a long time. I mean, look, People are exhausted. He's by in it guy. too. He, he, he plays okay. a guy named Pete. Okay. He's in this movie. Look, he's yeah. been in a lot of stuff lately, like starting with the Hamilton thing last summer. We've also gotten in the Heights and Vivo. He did music for Encanto. He directed this. He's in this. He was in, in the Heights. Like, oh, geez, Louise. Yeah. Like this, this is What's a in, lot of this guy. <laughs> is that and, HBO show he's also in? Uh, Our Dark Materials, I think he's in. Uh, I haven't seen that, uh, but you, yeah. uh, I, I assume you're right. Look, right. I, I go to bat for Lin-Manuel because you know, like, I, I appreciate that the Hollywood system is making room for, you know, Puerto Rican folks, like creative folks. And, you know, I'm Puerto Rican, so I'm going to, I'm going to play that card where it's like, I root for the guy just based on a, like a community thing. At the same time, I'm very sick of him. <laughs> like, I love the guy, but I'm very sick of his whole shtick. But, right. you know, I say that out of love. I mean, it's like there's no denying he's talented. Yeah. There's no denying that he's charismatic and charming and he can be very uh, inspiring in terms of just like, you know, he puts his heart into everything he does and it doesn't always work out. But he's he, he doesn't go into something with with a with little less than mild enthusiasm like he's clearly trying to make everything as good as it could be and that's rewarding and charming to see but at the same time he could bring it down maybe 20 notches like just or maybe <laughs> well, like maybe just take a year off or something just kind of like that's you what know. i'm saying because the guy's yeah. so enthusiastic like the dude does hamilton one of the few things that people liked about 2016 <laughs> speaking of and he he does something that really captures the attention of the entire world right hamilton's a huge huge deal everybody knows it and the guy gets like the whole industry comes to him with dozens maybe more uh, opportunities and he says yes to all of them <laughs> he just says yes he's like mary poppins i'm in <laughs> like not even british but i think what i don't know i think with this guy 
I just hope that he learns to be a little bit more discerning of his projects because yeah, like taking a year off, taking more than a year off of just sort of like maybe sit, sitting back and like kind of enjoying his success. I, I'm not going to tell the, I'm not going to tell the guy what to do, but yeah, I just kind of wish he would take it down a notch as well. That's yeah. it. Yeah. I, well, I'm going to square with you. Okay. Sure. I didn't love tick, tick, boom, especially not as much as some people. Some people really, really love this thing and that's cool. Sure. But I, I was a little bit more like if this was the one thing we got from Lin-Manuel Miranda, maybe the one other thing besides in the Heights. Cause I, I liked in the Heights quite a lot. Yeah. Good film. I think I'd be pretty, I'd be pretty happy with where we're at because I'd, mm-hmm. I'd look at this and be like, yeah, this feels like Lin-Manuel Miranda with Moana where it's not kind of just repeating stuff we've seen from him before entirely. I actually was kind of impressed with what he did here. Now, this is based on the early career of Jonathan Larson, who's, of course, the playwright behind Rent, a very, very popular Broadway play. It ran for 12 years. Now, Jonathan Larson, unfortunately, passed away very early in his life and very sad, obviously. But there is a, a story before like all of that success with rent and his untimely death. And that's sort of like what inspired rent. in a lot of ways he's played here by Andrew Garfield. And we follow how he's trying to get this Broadway play off the ground called superbia. And he's eccentric. He's he, like you were saying, he's loud and he's, he controls a room and, and he's lovable and Everything is just music to him. He comes up with songs for anything and everything. He's just a really likable person. And he just wants to hmm. you know, make his big break. He's a waiter. I wonder why, mm-hmm. I wonder why Lin-Manuel Miranda wanted to make a movie about this guy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Although, but comparatively, I think Lin-Manuel Miranda found success much quicker than Jonathan Larson did, right? I mean, I think that Miranda had in the, was developing in the Heights like before he was like a full-on playwright, yeah, was- whereas... Doing that uh, in college, I think. Right. Where I think, yeah. whereas I think Andrew Garfield's character in this is, is says multiple times, you know, this has been like eight years in the making and he's about to turn 30 and it still hasn't happened. And so right. that frustration of like, when when's it going to be my time? <clears throat> and I'm Which running out of time. More poignant. Be- oh, sorry. Are you all right? <laughs> no, okay. <laughs> I just, uh, I bet it sounded like I was crying. It's like, when, when yeah. is it going to be his time? Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, it's it's made more poignant because he did die at 35. So, like, exactly. that ticking clock yeah. element. I mean, obviously, he doesn't know that, but, like, there is an element of, like, he doesn't really have that much time. Like, you know, he, you know, people can't see that, obviously, for obvious reasons. But, you know, he is he is a uh, crunch, unfortunately. Yeah. Sometimes, you know, I, I think that that old adage, you know, of, like, live like there's no tomorrow, you know, that whole sentimental, that whole sentiment behind don't wait, don't put it off. Like do what, do what you want to do, you know, make write that book, you know, write that screenplay. Well, Ashton, it's, I think, I think you got it. You got it cooking. I, I want to read it. Uh, I want to watch that movie, but this movie is very much about that. Now it's also a musical. It has lots of musical numbers. It also stars Alexandra ship, Robin de Jesus, Joshua Henry, Vanessa Hudgens. You interviewed a few of them here on the show. Yeah. Well, you, you guys want to check yeah, if you guys want to listen to that, that's on the website and the podcast feed if you want to hear my there's conversations. There's a whole video. With, yeah, there's that as well. Yeah. If you want to see my long hair and my beard. Yeah, see your long hair. You're you're talking with Vanessa Hudgens like y'all been y'all been pals for years. It's impressive. You're just like, hey, Vanessa, how's it going? Oh, yeah, it's been a minute. It's great. Yeah. But no, <laughs> um, first thing I'll say, I like the music in this movie. Most of it, at least. 
And I like the staging of it. There, there are certain numbers, like there's one where they're like going into the penthouse and some of the editing and, and some of like when it's very dreamlike. Uh, I was really into this movie during those scenes. I think the first half of this movie is really, really good. Like I was like fully caught up and I was like, man, yeah, this movie is just working on me. Uh, there's like a brunch scene that is very, very fun. It gets a little bit weird with all the CGI, but I, I, I was bought into the illusion and everything. My main criticism with this movie is it's just a bit too repetitive. It kind of just like the last 45 minutes, I, it, it really was like, okay, can we just kind of wrap this up? And I didn't love the ending, honestly. Every, the way everything's sort of brought together, it just felt not quite at that same level. It's kind of the same thing that I had with Ghostbusters Afterlife. I just think really strong first half, second half. Uh, just kind of falters a bit for me. I think for me, it's because I got sick of it. It was just too much of this story. And I think that it's a good message. And I think it's a, a good portrayal of this man and what he went through and what his friends went through and kind of showing you the groundwork for rent, which is really fun. But I had this feeling, I don't know about you, Will, where I was like, I kind of just want to watch rent. Like I love rent and uh, the music in that and the, the drama in that. And I think this is sort of like a, a low rent version of, sorry. Mm. You're really proud of that joke. I I am. I'm going to keep repeating it. (laughs) I'm going to be like this movie and just keep saying it over and over again. Yeah. Um, So I think we're on the same page, but weirdly we're flipped to where for the first half of this, I was just kind of like, all right, let's get this through. Because it's not like I I love. Okay. I love musicals. Like I really do. I think musicals are some of the the most pure forms of art there is. And I think if it works really well, there's no better high than a great musical number in a film or on the stage or what have you. Or in a podcast. Uh, sure. On a podcast. I, feel a I think we've done a few. <laughs> yeah. I think we've, we've done a few musical numbers on this show even. Not enough. Um, but uh, yeah, I guess for me, it was just like, like clearly Lin-Manuel Miranda isn't a natural filmmaker as far as like his choices are a little erratic. He kind of, he goes with his impulses a lot and that doesn't make a consistent film either visually or narratively or even tonally. Uh, I think he just kind of just does whatever he feels is right for the song or the moment. And I don't think his choices are always uh, the, the best, I guess. But um, I think there's something about, like we said before, that, that enthusiasm that he brings to the project, that earnestness, that sense that he's just like, gosh, darn it. You got to like me. Like I'm just, I'm putting my all into this. It's, and you know, clearly uh, Andrew Garfield is mirroring that enthusiasm. I think Andrew Garfield, I think is the main reason why ultimately do like the film more than I don't just because they're both just kind of like, come on, Will, come on, like this, like us. Come on. We're just having fun. We're, don't you get in the spirit of it? It's just like, all right, fine. Yeah. Like, you know, it's, feel it's, a, it's a decent Will. little, feel something. Yeah. 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 And it's like, you know, I mean, I do agree that the numbers get repetitive and I kind of wish there was like at least one or two that stood out a little bit more to make this a more impressionable film. I guess it just, it, it, it does kind of bleed together more than it doesn't uh, outside of, you know, like, like the notable cameo scene, in the movie or in the musical um, that happens midway through or anything like that. But, you know, I think, I think it has a lot going for it in terms of charm. And I think it's a both amusing and annoying at the same time. And I guess that's to be expected because it's Lynn Manuel Miranda, but wow. Uh, yeah. Respect. I don't know. I, that was, yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, that's this kind of, I, I think that's my general vibe with men, Manuel Miranda is I find them kind of annoying and also kind of charming. And so I'm just kind of like, I felt that energy was uh, infused into this film. And I don't think, there's even a second of this film that is without his passion and wholeheartedness in it. And I think more than not, that works. But, you know, I mean, I, I do think this works better on TV than it does in the theater. That 
Netflix sheen is all over this thing. Like it's pretty, like you said, like the CGI isn't that great. His visual sense isn't quite there. Uh, outside of you know some inspired choreography, but there uh, are a few. I don't know. A few if I musical agree numbers. That. There are a few musical numbers that I thought were really visually kind of interesting. For instance, the uh, the swimming scene where yeah, he's like yeah. getting inspiration for that final song. I think that's a pretty that's like the scene where I'm like, okay, if he keeps making movies and he brings that level of inspiration to it, I could see it from Lin Manuel Miranda. But I feel like that's those scenes are kind of few and far between for the film itself. But I, feel, I don't okay, know. I, okay. yeah. I, I was going to disagree with you strongly. Yeah. That's all. Oh, no, that's okay. I'm just saying that I think that's why I like the second half more than I like the first, personally. Well, hey, look, point taken, the second half does have that scene, which I think is one of the better moments in the movie, maybe the best, where it really, like, really gets across this guy's creative process in a unique visual way that only a film could do. And that's, that is a, a moment where it shines. I think, though, what I like more about the first half is, like, how just there's, like, a life and energy to the entire cast, like, they're not exhausted yet. I think like over time, the whole cast gets really tired and run out. I think like the character relationships get pricklier and pricklier. And I don't know, there, there was something about that, like all of that conflict and drama. It was just a lot. And as I mentioned before, it was so repetitive that I just felt like I was getting hit with the same emotion over and over again, where I thought it was more varied toward the beginning. And I disagree strongly about the directing style. I think Miranda kind of brings what I think he's done really well in previous projects with it just feels like the every song number. I mean, I guess you don't agree with this. because You didn't think they stood out very much. I thought they all stood out, at least in terms of the choreography. Now, the music was a little bit more hit or miss. Uh, some of the music I really, really liked. Other mu- I didn't hate any of the music, but some of it, I, it just kind of washed over me. I was like, OK, yeah. you know, but I mean, yeah, I'll just say I, I think like like you kind of mentioned with the choreography, but also like just the energy of the actors. And I think it does speak to Andrew Garfield's performance that he's not just singing and dancing. This guy is like carrying this movie on his back, but like gliding, like there's no weight on his shoulders. It really is something else to see. And I think that's why, like when you mentioned earlier that like, Oh, does he have best actor? You know, should uh, Will Smith look out? I think if he does, that's one of the reasons why. Yeah. I mean, I would certainly agree that I think the choreography is what stands out to me the most. I think one of the, my favorite scenes of the movie is the one with Andrew Garfield and, um, uh, Vanessa Hudgens midway through where it's like, kind of like mirroring their, like, feelings and the relationship and just like them on stage kind of doing like this these weird kind of quirky dancing it's a lot of mugging and it's a lot of like you know theater kid energy stuff but at the same time i felt like that that got across the tone of what the movie should be pretty well and i was like that's why i was starting to get won over by the second half i was just like okay they're clearly kind of doing some interesting things i don't know how i felt about the stage aspect of it i don't know where you stood on that as far as like incorporating an actual stage into the story and kind of giving it like it's almost like you're watching like a Santa special at times with yeah, uh, th- that was one of the elements I did not like. They, they cut yeah. to it too often. Yeah. I just felt like it felt a little safe to me almost at times. Like it felt like it was like, you know, like I get like you're adapting a stage work and that's like so key to it. You know, clearly, you know, that's Jonathan Larson's style, but at the same time, it just kind of felt like you could have trusted yourself enough to push away from that, I think. And clearly, Andrew Garfield's doing enough to be animated as a personality that I think you didn't have to, uh, you know, rely on that just to get the themes and the narrative across. But I get why he relied on it for sure. Yeah. So somebody I know, somebody that I, I look up to in this world said that this is Bo Burnham meets Mamma Mia. 
And I think that was the most cursed Mm. thing anybody could ever say about any movie. No, and and I say that as somebody who really likes Bo Burnham and Mamma Mia. Uh, I bring that up just because I think people are really going to love this. I I think people are really going to like what they're going to watch this on Netflix and really respond well to it. It has the trappings of that like feel good musical where even the downbeat emotional moments are going to like lift you up in the end. But I got to say, I did I did not love this movie nearly as much as some other people did. And yeah, I, I think I've already kind of laid out my case why. I guess I would just like add here briefly that while the movie can be kind of annoying, it, it, I'm glad you mentioned the whole like theater kid energy. Like I, it, it's like what you were kind of saying for best summer ever. You know, that movie with like the kids and they're doing their, they're putting on their show and they're, they're doing the best jo- oh, darn yeah. job they can. And, um, oh, I mean, if we're talking, <laughs> if we're comparing the two, this is nowhere close to capturing my love and enthusiasm for Best Summer Ever. Best I Summer assume. Ever, I think, is what I think, you know, a similarly kind of shabby, all over the place film that I think just nails the energy that this movie is trying to get for sure. Watch well, that movie on Hulu. It's fantastic. <laughs> I'm not going to co- look, I'm not going to stack them up. I'm not going to compare. Them. I'm just going to, I'm going to compare them in the sense of where they are similar and where they are similar to me is like, yeah, they have that catchy sort of earnest enthusiasm of somebody who loves musical theater that I respond positively to. So even if I don't love every element of this, and even though I was kind of checking out in multiple places, I was always on the movie side. I was always kind of, you know, sit, sitting in the, the audience being like, you can do it. You can you can make your dreams happen. I got your back with this. And so I, I was I was OK with it. But like we said at the onset, I Lin-Manuel Miranda, take a breather. You, you, you deserve a little bit of a break. You know, I don't want to twist your arm, but we really need you to do that <laughs> because I, I, I want him to make more things. But I don't want I just don't right. want him to, like, really get played out so much that we'll, we don't get anything from him anymore because the whole pop. Mm. Everybody's just sick of him. I think that already happened, though. Yeah, uh, I think I, I mean, not maybe it's because of award season. I'm getting kind of cynical about these things, but I think he's going so gun ho with movies right now is because he just wants that Oscar because he has the Tony. He has quite a few Tonys at this point. Yeah. I'm sure he has quite a few Grammys. And I imagine he has an Emmy at this point. So if he gets that Oscar, he's an EGOT. And he has not gotten the Oscar yet. I mean, he got close with Moana, but it didn't quite happen. And so he's just like through tooth and nail, just trying, you know, shacking up with Disney, just doing musical numbers left and right for them, doing all these other things. I think he'll get an Oscar at some point. I think he could for Encanto, not this. Yeah, I think he, he did music for that film too, right? And Ganto has a, a yeah. song in the third act, and we'll talk about that film coming up soon, where not in this episode, um, but it has a song that I think has a really, really good shot because it's fantastic. Yeah. And we'll see. Is there is there an original song in this film? I don't actually know. Good question. Uh, actually, I don't think so. And I was thinking more of like in terms of like best picture or something. And I yeah, I don't see any award he would get from this film. I, besides, yeah, it's not going to get best director or anything like that. Right? I mean, I think performance, like uh, if it gets a nomination, it would probably be for Andrew Garfield for best actor. I don't which, imagine it will get adapted screenplay, but we'll see. I, I don't know. Maybe. Did he? He didn't write the screenplay, right? That was the Dear Evan Hansen guy, right? Uh, right. So the screenplay was by Steven Levinson, who you're right, did that. And when's, when's he going to get his he got? Because I know that guy has a Tony. He has a Tony and an Oscar. I don't know if he has a Grammy, but oh, well, we don't have to go there. Um, sure. But yeah, I guess we can play yeah. our game for Tick, Tick, yeah. Boom. Well, there's no cinema score, right? Um, I'll dub- I don't think so, but I'll double check in a yeah. second. First, though, let's look at the Rotten Tomatoes. So 132 reviews have been counted 
And yeah, it's on Netflix. A lot of people are watching it. Uh, it seems, I should say. I don't actually don't know if it's taken off that much. I, I don't think it's... I mean, it didn't, t- it didn't beat Red Notice, not even close, but, no. or Tiger King 2 or whatever. But I think yeah. it'll grow. It's one of the few Netflix movies that I think will actually gain more notice over time. It'll get what yeah. they want, which is like the word of mouth that people are like, oh, you got to watch it. It's Lemon Miranda. It's like, how have we not heard about this? And it's like, it's on <laughs> well, Netflix. Yeah. It'll get an awards boost too, right? I mean, I think people are going to like hear about it and it's going to keep getting like a mention and everything like that. Yeah. I'm looking at the top 10 red notice and tiger King and cowboy Bebop and Hellbound and arcane. I'm not seeing, yeah, it's not even in the top 10. That's, that's, I mean, we even have Vanessa Hudgens in the princess switch three that's showing up yep. and not this. So it's that's funny. Cause yeah. Cause I, I heard at least a couple people were like, Oh, did you interview her for the princess switch movie? I was like, what, what princess switch movie? <laughs> <laughs> well, no, and it's funny too, because when I opened up Netflix, literally tick, tick, boom was under popular on Netflix. Yeah, sure it is. <laughs> um, I mean, maybe that's the case. Okay. Oh, yeah. 132 yeah. reviews. What do you think the score is? For critics, uh, I'm going to say somewhere in the 80%. I don't think it's 90, but I could be wrong. I'm going to say 88%. Wow. It's been a while since you got it exactly right. And you've only got it. I think you've only gotten it exactly right a couple times. Oh, yeah. Not that if I recall right. Yeah, I should I should start keeping a spreadsheet. You know, put your (laughs) like make like a training card or something like that. Yeah, he has a pretty good average. Uh, yeah, eighty-eight percent. Uh, so really, really oh, strong. Wow. Yeah, audience score is a little bit trickier, right? Because this one has fewer than fifty verified ratings. I was actually shocked when I I just saw that, and I was like, oh, I feel, I, I thought way more people have been watching this. Um, if you go to Letterboxd, uh, it does have twenty-eight thousand watches, so that's much yeah. stronger. Um, but yeah, I guess people just aren't they're not they're too entranced by the movie. They don't have time to get to Rotten Tomatoes. But sure. yeah, what do you think that is? Uh, I think it's going to be 94%. Wow. Only one off. It's 95%. That you, 95%. you had your finger on the pulse of tick, tick, boom. Oh yeah. 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 <laughs> there's, if there's a bomb going off somewhere. I know who I'm calling. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, no cinema score that I can see. I imagine it'd be pretty high, probably a or a minus very likely. Sure. They're just so caught up in their feelings with ghostbusters and king richard they can't even yeah uh emotionally or mentally compress what this movie is about they're, so, they're still I mean, in the, yeah they're still in the lobby of the theater being like hold, hold on <laughs> <We're> still, <Yeah. laughs> what happened to muncher <laughs> explain to yeah. us why muncher had to die um i'm joking i don't i think muncher was already dead by nature being a ghost he has to be dead right I, that's what i'm saying right Thank you so much for listening to our show. Be sure to subscribe to Cinemaholics on your favorite podcast app of choice or find us on YouTube. See you all next time.